Okay, it's off now. Yeah, apparently there's a trailer and everything. Really? Yeah. How have I missed this? I also really need to rewatch the first season because I remember none of these people. Because that was a few years ago, though. 2018, the first season. Maybe it was just because it... Nope, that doesn't make sense if it was COVID. That's yeah. not COVID timeline. I would assume it's because they didn't have anything really set for season two. They were just like, ah! They're like, uh, kill everyone, and then if we get brought back for season two, we can magically figure out how to fix them. Actually, maybe COVID does work, because a bunch of shows got canceled from COVID, mm-hmm. right? So they were probably scrounging and like, this one! This one needed a second season. Yeah, there we go. I mean, I'm not going to complain. No. I wanted a Tideland season two, and apparently I'm getting a Tideland season two. Yes, so if you remember from the last episode when we were saying that it didn't have a second season. <laughs> we just found out it does, so yeah. yay! It doesn't yet, but it will. Yeah. And if you're watching this, or listening to this sometime in the far future, it may already be out, so congratulations, you can go watch season two. Yeah. Alright, well, welcome back everyone. I am Bryn. I am Ricky. And we are Writers in Progress, and it is time to choose another prompt. We are going to do the same thing as last time, the three things prompt, because we really liked it, so. We both, like, I think we got very into that one. Almost yeah. more than the Amazon one, or, like, the first one, where yeah. we were kind of, oh, well, we need to choose one. Okay, let's just go with this one. Yeah. We can vaguely come up with an idea. This one, we were both like, ooh, ooh, that's good. That's good. I, I think wanna... because, like, with, with the first one, they give you everything. Yeah. Not, not that they give you everything, but it's like. Some of the prompts were very laid out. Yeah. But with this, it's like, you pretty much have free reign, you just, you just have to throw a few things in there. Yeah, like, you gotta make sure you hit a few story beats, yeah. but otherwise, have at thee. Yeah. Pick for yourself. Alright. So, are you, because I picked last time, are you gonna? Sure. Okay. So, what is it, you look away, tell me when to stop scrolling? Stop. Okay. Uh... Oh, God. Choices. <laughs> that one? This one? Okay. Uh, pick a number between one and ten. Four. Four. Marigolds. Mm-hmm. Triplets. A mischievous twinkle in a bright eye. Oh. That's just, like, one of the triplets is a murder. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I just went Alice in Wonderland where the marigolds are the triplets. Okay, language of flowers coming in. Marigolds mean grief. Oh. Just saying. You're so. like arm flailing before you said that was a thing of beauty. Yes. You got very excited about that. I had pointless knowledge that came in handy. Finally! <laughs> You've been holding on to this for yes. years and finally it comes. Though the language of flowers is always fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. But yeah, no, I went like immediately Alice in Wonderland. Okay. Where like the marigolds are the triplets. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how the twinkle in an eye or whatever it was. The gleam? <laughs> yeah. Mischievous a gleam? A mischievous twinkle in a bright eye. How do you even spot a twinkle if the eye is bright? It's gotta be like a... <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Like a mischievous toddler that knows that they're gonna get in trouble, but they want to do it anyway. <laughs> mm, yeah, I could see that. So yeah, I don't know where that would come in but mm-hmm. i would definitely see like the marigolds being the triplets okay they're flower people yeah that yeah that's where i would go with that one. okay are we gonna are we gonna do the three again i would do that yeah okay. 
That so, was kind of fun. Another number. One in ten. Um, seven. Seven. Fireworks. Mm. The Lake After Dark. Mm. Shoelaces. Oh, shoelaces. Yeah, callback. Ah. <laughs> also kind of a callback to our first, to yeah, the one we just I mean. did, too. <laughs> yeah, but the, the Lake After Dark. The Lake After Dark and the shoelaces. That's like a two for one. Yeah. We just throw That's... our characters from the other stories into this one and add fireworks. This is like either first date, proposal, or breakup. <laughs> That's what oh, I Oh, I could see the proposal, the lake after dark, there happens to be yeah. fireworks, he bends down to tie his shoelace. Yeah. And suddenly he's down on one knee, knee and... True <laughs> <coughs> love. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because I, I don't really know how else you could do that except for, like, romance goes wrong or romance goes right. Or gunshot matched with the fireworks. You're not going to hear it. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. you can hide the body. I don't know where the shoelaces come in, though. That's kind of a... Shoelaces used to tie up the person's hands? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I can see that. I don't know. I don't know how to make, like, a full story out of that, though. Especially I... without getting too graphic. Yeah. I'd almost do it from the cop's perspective. Okay. Where it's the cop trying to piece everything together. So yeah. it's like the cop revisiting the scene of the crime. Yeah. And trying to like, or like describing to their partner where they're like, I've just had a breakthrough. I know how it happened. And you know that scene okay. in, the, in the TV yeah. show where it's like, you know, the camera spins around and you see like everything happening the way like, that it did um, as the cop explains it. Murder in Paradise. Total. Yeah. Like yeah, how yeah. every episode yeah. it has that exactly. little speech with everyone. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's like every classic murder mystery. Yeah. It was like Poirot, even. You knew the episode was ending when everyone was gathered in the same room. And I was just thinking, I'm not smart enough <laughs> to do something like that. But if you do it as the explanation, yeah. then you don't where have it's to just be smart. Like, it's just the end where it's, okay, this is how it happened. And then basically you then cut back to yes. how everything happened. Or the shoelace is how they figure out who the murderer is. Because yeah. it, like, gets severed or a little piece of it gets caught in a tree and mm-hmm. they find, like, Cinderella, they find the matching shoe. <laughs> Congratulations, you're the killer. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Huh. I'm also just, like, cinematically picturing it in my head and it's very cinematic, I will say that. Yeah. Just, like, two cops standing on a dock, one of them's, like, super excited and got, like, you know the... I don't know how else to describe it, but you know when Mark Ruffalo was doing, like, a dramatic role? And there's a certain tone of voice that he uses? Yes. That's what I'm picturing. Okay. Like, that intensity with, like, the dramatic strings in the background is, like, the stakes are raised, and the cop starts explaining, and then this is what happened, and then the camera does, like, a fancy spin around where it shows the the cop that's doing the talking, and and then turns to their partner. Whenever it's Mark Ruffalo giving, like... A big dramatic speech that the camera angle camera angle always gets higher. And he's always like You know what I mean though? Yeah. Like, well I was also thinking of him in Oh, what's the one? I was thinking Zodiac. I wasn't thinking Zodiac. I was thinking the one where they take on the Catholic Church. It's based on a true oh, story. I haven't watched it. I wanna watch it, but it looks pretty old and I'm like, it's I really don't know good. And like very tastefully done. Because yeah. it looks more it's less about what happened. To the people, so obviously not putting a lot of like focus on the victims, and more bringing down. The... Well, and the amount of crap that they got put through trying oh. to get the story released, and the amount of people that tried to bury it, yeah, and the fact that 
basically all of them are, was it Chicago? or I don't remember. I can't remember what it is. Boston? Maybe Boston. I think it's Boston. Because there's a scene Irish. with, like... That's all I can think of. No, yeah, there's a lot no, of Irish yeah. and a lot um, of Catholic. And there's a scene where they go and they talk to um, a senator. And usually there's a lot of, like, that in Boston. Huh. I think. It, I get a lot of this from movies, <laughs> so that's what I know about Boston. Um, but no, but they're in Boston, and just about all the characters except for the main character are Irish Catholic. Oh, okay. So it's also them coming to terms with, oh, God, I'm part of this religion as well. Yeah. But the, because the whole thing starts because they have a new editor and he's Jewish. Oh. Yeah. And he's like, no, we're going to look into it. And they're like, you want to sue the church? Why not? And he's like, sure. It doesn't matter to me. But yeah, no, I highly recommend it. Anyway, huh. um, but there's a scene where, like, they kind of start to piece everything together. It's in the trailer, too. Mm-hmm. where he's like, they knew about all of it and they were trying to bury it. Okay. So yeah. that tone of voice, like that dramatic, like, holy crap, this is what happened and like everything and, you know, piecing it all together. And so, yeah, so the camera starts on the detective as they're talking and they're like looking out at the lake and then they turn around and as they turn around, the camera pans to show their partner standing there listening intently mm-hmm. and then the camera keeps panning and as it keeps panning, the sky like gets darker and darker and either mm-hmm. you do it as like a rewind Okay. Where you see everything rewinding and it goes like goes dark again, mm-hmm. and then when the camera comes back around, it's that night, but you still have the voiceover of the detective. Okay. That's how I'm picturing it. Okay. Someone who shoots short movies, hit me up. <laughs> I have ideas. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo, looking at you. <laughs> Specifically for just this one scene because of your very impassioned, dramatic voice. Yeah. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. I just do, and just the whole short story is just them realizing this is how to solve the the, mm-hmm. the murder. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Shall we choose another number? Yes. Um, what have I done? Four you and did seven. Four and seven. Yeah. Let's do five. Five. Yes. Nail polish, silver rings. Boots made for jumping in puddles. Oh. Silver rings. I don't know where to go with this. Like rings? Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. Well, for a... It doesn't have to be, but... <laughs> true. For a second, I heard reins, and I was thinking, oh. like, horse reins? I'm like, why would horse reins be silver? I guess so the bridle? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I do like the boots made for jumping in yeah. puddles, so that's really cute. I do like that. Except for you could also go really sad. I was going to say, one of us is going to turn this really sad. Or the kid's dead. Yeah, and it's just like the boots are laying there in the hallway and they've been untouched. And it's untouched. the mom and yep. she's painting her nails. Yep. And... Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I like how we both acknowledge that at least one of us is going to make this really depressing. I have a vague, very vague at this point, idea for that one. Oh. But it's more fantasy. Really? Uh-huh. Is this where the rings come in? Yes. Okay. Yes. Go on. <laughs> um, in some mythologies, elves can be repelled with iron. Okay. So... I immediately went to werewolves, but continue. 
Yeah, well, I wasn't going to go the werewolf route. Um, so what if there is a fantasy realm where they're repelled by silver instead? Okay. Yeah. So, okay, so you've got... How did how does the nail polish? Is that how they identify that they're not an elf? Is because this person is wearing nail polish and they're like, you know, I I would do it. See, the thing is, if I tell you, then we're gonna have to choose another prompt because this is gonna be exactly the story I'm gonna write. You don't have to. I do have an idea that involves all three. Okay. Don't talk about it yet. Yeah. That's just like. Yeah. I did want to bring up. One of the other numbers, mm-hmm. if I may be so bold. Of course, absolutely. <laughs> is number nine. Cinnamon, a welcome sign, a well-worn leather jacket. Ooh. Right? You're just like, immediately, Ooh. he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Hallmark Christmas movie, ladies and gentlemen. Did I send you that pin where it's like, I want a reverse Hallmark movie where like some down, some hometown good boy country boy goes to the city and falls for like the grumpy angry busy corporate woman who teaches him to love the corporate world and hate christmas and i'm like oh my god i would watch that parody there is i don't remember what it's called there's a shop here Mm -hmm. a flower shop where a hallmark movie was shot oh i'm not surprised no but it was like because we were um looking a few months ago when my sister was getting married we were mm-hmm. looking at different flower shops. And it is like, no, like, this has to be homework. <laughs> it was so pretty. And I can't remember what it was called for the life of me. Because mm. I, I want to go back to the shop because they had a bunch of houseplants too. Of course they did. Yeah. That does seem like a good prompt though. But also, right? where do you go with that? Because immediately my brain's just going Hallmark movie. And then I'm like, I don't know how to not write well, that. Because... Here's the thing. Cinnamon and Welcome Sun are all like daisies and white picket fence, right? <laughs> yeah. But then the, the leather jacket. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a little bit more badass. There's some juxtaposition. Yeah. That's the right That's, that's the right. Word. Word. <laughs> yep, juxtaposition. So it's like I I don't there's something there. Yeah. But it's like it's on the tip of your tongue yes, kind of thing. Yes, but I can't piece it together. We, yeah, I'm kind of in the same place where I'm like, oh yeah, I can see where this is going. If only I could. <laughs> like, I can picture all the things. Yeah. But I can't. Because I'm picturing, mm-hmm. like, cinnamon sprinkled over a latte. Yeah. Right? Oh, weirdly, I was going the same right? way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, cinnamon sprinkled over a latte. Um... I don't know why part of me is going, like, Old Western. Okay. I was more going, like, small town. Yeah, see, I think part of the reason I'm going Western is because I'm trying to avoid the Hallmark. Yeah. Well, because I'm, like, immediately, I'm, like, Gilmore Girls. Not like... No, 100%. <laughs> oh, I, like, immediately got that. I was like, oh, it's Gilmore Girls. Wait, no. But I want it to be the, a chick who's wearing the leather jacket. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Like. So, Gilmore Girls. I I only ever... Lorelai regularly wears a leather jacket. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a well-worn, like, real leather leather jacket. It's probably pleather. But she has more the tough girl image, Mm -hmm. and then Luke has the very soft hometown... Yeah. Soft boy owns a cafe. Because I picture her on, like, a motorbike. 
Mm. You know what I'm picturing. Mm. So, my car, bear with me. <laughs> my car is named Kino. And it's from a show, an anime called Kino's Journey. And it is spectacular. It's just this girl riding around on her talking motorbike. <laughs> of course. Okay. But it's like, there's no mouth or anything. It's just mm-hmm. a voiceover, which okay. makes it fine. Because it's yeah. like, if it like actually had a mouth, that would be uh, weird. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's Kino and her motorbike Hermes. And they just, in their world, it's like everything, every town is almost its own world. That's cool. And so she just travels. Mm-hmm. And she goes to each one. And, like, she is not a goody two-shoes. Mm-hmm. She's just like, no, this is their system. Mm-hmm. Like, who am I to interfere? Which is like, oh, thank God, finally. Yes! Right? <laughs> like, but then there is another character, a dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget his name. And he has a talking dog. Oh. And, like, he's... She's like, this is injustice. And she's like, not my problem. Yeah. I'm just passing through. Yeah. And like, there's this one episode where he gets to this boat, which is its own city. Mm -hmm. It has its own rules. And like, um, they're like, okay, well, you're a guest here. So you can either A, B, like part, basically one of us Mm -hmm. as the rulers. And like, you'll be treated well and you'll be like a master or you can live with the common folk and he opts to live with the common folk and then he's like this is awful like you're legit going to die because this boat is falling apart and so he goes to fight and has a duel but then it turns out to be Kino and Mm. she opted to be one of the masters basically and I was like thank you for like you you're just going through life you're not trying to change the world you're just trying to experience it and that's what i'm picturing is like Mm. this kino chick who's just going through life and experiencing the world in all of its glory and all of its crap and just that's life and see where i'm going with it i feel like it would probably be a modern take on it which also there's not enough modern westerns that are good no it's all like I'm going to ride this bowl. (laughs) Yeah. One last ride. Yeah. Yeah. Like, immediately. Um, But there's... (laughs) I don't know if I've ever told you, but there is a Western writer called Louis L'Amour. Okay. And he's written, like... He wrote hundreds of books. It's insane how many he wrote. Mm -hmm. Anyway. um, But my mom had, like, the entire collection. Okay. So when I was younger... I went through a phase where I just read, like, a bunch of them. And there's one character that he has, um, who's a Texas Ranger, named Chick Beaudry. Okay, I listened to a podcast, and I'm pretty sure her guest was the dude who wrote these. He's super old. Okay, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> oh, no, I'm not thinking of a... I'm thinking of similar premise, but she's, like, a police ranger, not, like, a okay. ranger. Yeah, no, um, so he's a Texas <laughs> Ranger. <laughs> And I always remember the stories because one of his, like, catchphrases is, oh, he, because he's with his horse who's a wild Mustang and he's, like, the Lone Ranger kind of type of dude Mm -hmm. and he's super cool. Um, 
and his horse, like, he and his horse, like, speak the same language and they understand each other. And he's always careful when he's looking for tracks and he's always looking for coyote and he'll always specify whether it's the four-legged or the two-legged kind. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm picturing that type of character. Okay. Like that ranger that kind of rolls in town, you know, looks to see if there's trouble uh-huh. or if everyone's keeping the peace. And the girl that recognizes him every time he comes into town. And so she makes, like, this special drink where she always keeps, like, a little bit of cinnamon uh-huh. aside just for when he rolls in because she knows that he doesn't get it when he's out on the range. But again, I'd also want to do, like, a more modern version of mm-hmm. that. Just because I feel like there's so many technical things that you need to Google if you're doing an actual <laughs> Western. Yeah, that's true. So so many things to look up, and I don't want to do that for a short story. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I just picture, picture like, it's the well-worn leather jacket. It's the guy that's always on the road, but he always kind of does the same circuit, and he'll always end up in the same town, and he always mm-hmm. ends up seeing the same girl, and she knows exactly what, you know, what his drink is, and... Yeah. It's always, and so the entire thing is basically, it's just like every time he comes into town and she always makes a drink and he sits down and like she owns a cafe, right? And so they'll wait till things die down where it's just kind of mm. the two of them and she'll lean across the counter and he'll kind of tell her a story of, you know, oh, I was in this town and this happened. That would be good. It's yeah. like the story, the short story itself is the story he's telling. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that could be where the welcome mat comes in. Mm-hmm. Or it's just, like, you kind of skip the short stories. Because really, that could almost be, like, an anthology in itself. Yeah. Where you start off, you have, like, your prologue chapter, which is the stranger rolled into town, you know, kind of thing. No one knew his name except for the girl at the cafe. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just... Now that you're describing all this, I'm just picturing Ringo. <laughs> And it's like it, it kind of works. Yeah, let's let's be real. It's a very strange little chameleon. That is a very underrated movie. Oh yeah, it actually won, not shockingly, um, Academy Award for the animation. I can see that. It's very it's like, detailed. It still holds up. Yeah. Today. Well, I think it's yeah. Like that is some very for the time it was very high tech CGI. Oh yeah. 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 But anyways. <laughs> well, and I I mean I'd almost see it where it's like. If it was an anthology, if I was going to write it as an anthology, the last story would be he rolls into town, he sits in his usual spot, she brings him his drink, and he tells her their story. Oh, okay. And then his coat shifts and she can see, like, blood seeping through his shirt. Oh, of course. Yeah. Gotta add that little... <laughs> so there. the last story he ever tells her is theirs. Oh. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's but cool. then it ended, like, kind of open-ended where it's either he does live, like, she catches him in time, she's able to save him, and they live, you know, happily ever after, going on all these adventures, whatever. Or it's he dies in her arms in the one place that he feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. Because it's the place that he's always returned to, because even though she's never really asked him questions, she's always kind of understood who he was. Yeah. Um, Jordan has been listening to this audiobook, and he always gives me the cliff notes of it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so who's happened to this person and whatnot? And the one of the main characters, he's he's a 
kind of like a thief for hire type dude. And there's this lady who runs a brothel and like, there's a connection, but they've never really, Mm -hmm. they've never really. That classic. Yeah. Will they, won't they, but they never will. And then they finally do. And then Jared was telling me about it. I'm like, so she's going to die, right? He's like, oh, 100%. And then like a week later, I'm like, she dies? He's like, yep. (laughs) She's dead. Yep. I'm like, it's. It's Sometimes it's too obvious. Trope where yeah. no, we can be together, but uh, at last, finally we are, and I've given up all. And like they were gonna get married. I've given up all my ambitions and thrown away, thrown caution to the wind, and I will be with you. Yeah. And then they die in the rooms. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a classic. Uh, like yeah, it still gets you, but yeah, come on. <laughs> I know. I feel like that's sometimes the downside of writing and reading a lot. Hmm. But I think it's almost, I don't know, I find it, I can't tell if it's worse being a writer and a reader, or if it's, like, because I feel like as a reader, you're reading something, and you're like, oh, I've read something so much better than this, or really, they're using that trope, but as a writer, you're like, oh, I could have written this so much better. Yeah. And you start to kind of, like, plot it out in your head, and you're like, really, they didn't do that? Like, obviously, yeah, that's where they're going to go with it, but they could have gone this way, and that would have worked too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't decide what's worse. Yeah, it's hard to say. Because I know, like, with Jules, because Jules was just starting to get into, like, actually reading. Mm-hmm. And so she'd be like, oh, have you read this book? It's really good. And I'm like, eh, I read better. <laughs> like, it, And she'd be like, oh, and I'm like, no, 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 it's, it's not bad. And like, It's not- just once you have a few books under your belt and you understand tropes a bit more, you can see that it's kind of obvious. Yeah. Especially in YA. I hate that. Yeah. Are all the tropes are the same? Yeah. They're very formulaic. Well, but it's like, I get it because that's what works. Yeah, exactly. But also, you're young adults, like, you're trying to broaden their horizons into finding different genres. And I feel like that's a, a lot of why YA as a genre seems to be kind of flailing a bit. Yeah. You do, f- I have found lately, like, the books that do better are the very unconventional ones that don't follow those molds. Like, even The Red Rising. Like, it's kind of, because it starts out yeah. where he's a teen, but well, then Well, that's the thing, adult. and um, Jules found this thing, I think she found it on, like, Book TikTok, um, where someone's trying to start a petition to make another genre in between YA and adult yes. fiction. Okay. That's like totally down. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. And I can't remember what the word was. It was something really clever, but it was like, yeah, I can't remember the word for the life of me. Mm-hmm. But essentially, it was basically it's like those ones where you're too old to read YA, but you don't want to start reading the adult fiction because you don't want to deal with all the heavy subjects that those ones have. Yeah, and you still like want the sci- pages long. Oh, okay. Like. <laughs> You still want, like, the sci-fi or the fantasy or, like, those elements, but you want the characters to be more your age. Yes. 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 Yeah. 100%. <laughs> and I'm like, I am so down for this. Where do I sign? I will, like, I'll sign this multiple times as multiple people. I will sign it yeah. as my characters. Fiction. Yeah. yeah. Please, please give us better fiction stories yeah. and options. But I feel like... YA as a genre kind of shot itself in the foot with how popular, like, The Hunger Games, Divergent, City of Bones, and all of those. The other thing, too, is it's not just the writers, right? Mm -hmm. Half of it is editors and publishers, because it's, like, 
they have to accept something that they know is going to sell in and order that's to get the, a pay And cut. I think that's the problem, is that because those did so good, then it was, oh, people want to read The Love Triangle. Oh, people want to read this. Oh, people want to read that. You know, you want the chosen girl and, like, everything's yeah. so formulaic. But that's what was selling. And mm-hmm. now I think we're just starting to slowly come away from that because everyone that's still reading YA has grown out of that phase. I think a part of it, too, is, like... People, not necessarily our age, but, like, a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, early 30s. Yeah. Where it's, like, they they grew up or they were kind of at the start of that. Mm-hmm. And now it's old and they're, like, I can write something better. So there's, mm-hmm. like, a new wave of writers coming in and mm-hmm. it's, like, I'm kind of done with this. And yeah. It's too formulaic. I know where this is going and I want to surprise my readers. Yeah. Yeah. We still have to pick one. <laughs> I mean, I'm still very stuck on the boots for puddles. Okay. Just because, like, I came up with, like, immediately I could see it all. Gosh. I'm sorry. It I, looks like you're going to struggle with that one. Because it's like, I know where to go with Marigold's Triplets, A Mischievous Twinkle, and the Bright Eye. Yeah. And then it was, what was it, Fireworks, Lake After Dark, Shoelaces. But again, that I one... can't do that one because I just, like, told you my entire yeah. story. Yeah. And then, yeah, nail polish, silver rings, boots made for jumping in puddles. Which I, I, can, I can fumble through mm-hmm. and find something. Even though we spent the whole time talking about the one we didn't even pick. Yeah, but we tend to do that. Because yeah. we're like, oh, we're not actually going to do this one. Great, we can actually like brainstorm about this one. Without spoilers. So that we actually have an episode and people will be like, oh god, they're nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And then we save the one that we're going to actually write, and people mm-hmm. can go, okay, based on what I've listened to, where the hell are they going with this? Yeah. So is that what we're going with? I, I'd kind of like to. Okay. I know you're going to struggle with it, and I'm it's sorry, okay. but I'm very okay. excited about this. It's like, part of it is, this sounds awful. I do not like children in stories. <laughs> To be fair, it doesn't say children's boots. No, it just says no. boots made for jumping in puddles. Which, Excuse you, I have boots made for jumping in puddles, yeah, and, and I am not a child. Like farmers, like farmers, mm-hmm. always have rubber boots. That's true. Like, what if it's a farmer? It goes for a wander in the wood and walks through a silver portal. That was just a giant ring. Okay. Um, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I don't. I still don't know where nail polish comes in. Well, I when you said farmer, I assumed you were going with like the rich girl that gets sent to the farm. So she's, like, no. sitting there painting her nails, where she's like, I'm not doing anything to help. Thank you very much. I don't think so. I think it would be, like, legit farmer. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you could do, like, cracked and chipped nail polish. That's true. I feel like it has to be, like, more of a plot point, though. Like, it can't yeah. just be a description. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, let's go with that one. Okay, cool. So, our prompt is... <laughs> nail polish... Silver rings, boots made for jumping in puddles. All right. We will give ourselves time to write this. We'll see how this goes. I'll probably do it last minute, once again. (laughs) I may stew over this for a bit. Yeah. And then see what what happens. I seem to always do better when there's a deadline. It's probably why I don't write a single thing about my actual story. Which is funny, because when we were doing that writing thing with JJ... Because I had a deadline. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like... I hit writer's block. Mm-hmm. JJ kind of wrote herself into a corner. 
And you just stopped writing. Yeah. Well, I didn't... I completely restarted because I didn't, yeah, I didn't like how... That's my problem with Death by Any Other Name. I'm like, oh, I need to rewrite this entire thing. Yeah. I was already, like, two and a half chapters in. What elements from those do I want to save? And I Where need do... to start all over. Yeah, like... what do you want to leave for later? And... Yeah. My biggest thing is I introduce... Everyone. I think no. seven characters yeah. within the first chapter, and I'm like, no. I'm still doing it, but no. This is, like, a three years from now, probably. <laughs> so many people. Even though I've had this story since... When did Hops move? 2014 around there that's when i came up with the story yeah it's nearly 10 years old oh dear god yep have i written more than 10 pages no (laughs) have i started it five different times yes do you have the plot for the consecutive three other books in this series yes Yes. do you have the plot for the spin-off novella maybe (laughs) Considering the first book was just supposed to be a prologue. I know. I know. Yeah. I just... Mm. Hey, I wrote an entire book and no one's read it, so... I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's, I struggle so hard with reading. Mm. Like, I feel like, because I'm not doing anything mm-hmm. with my hands and that, and it's like... For one day, I could actually crochet and read at the same time. There you go. So... I gotta try doing that again. Yeah. Because I really want someone to read it, because mm. at this point, I'm nervous that the ending doesn't quite make sense. Okay. But, like, it's, like, the last two chapters where I kind of, I'm worried that maybe I've, like, shoved too much plot tying up loose ends. How about I give myself a deadline, since we know that works? Ooh. How about by episode, what are we on? This is episode five? five? Yeah. So if we do episode 10, that gives me another five weeks. Mm-hmm. Because you're about halfway through the book. A little over half, yeah. A little over half, So. Yeah. Alrighty. I can, if I can read it by episode 10, and we can discuss it. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> it is now signed, sealed, delivered, <laughs> and printed. Permanent on the internet. Permanent on the internet, conveniently in a place that Ricky is going to edit. So, you know, if she wants to, she can cut all this out and no one will ever know. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, with that in mind, with the prompt fresh, set, and ready to go, Mm -hmm. I am Bryn. I am Ricky. And we are Writers in Progress, and we'll see where this goes. (laughs)